Hello and welcome to the Fearless in Love podcast, the show that will help you transform your relationship by first transforming you. My name is Hannah and I'm a relationship anxiety coach and breathwork facilitator, but I've also come out of the other side of relationship anxiety myself. Now that I'm looking through a lens of clarity, I am here to help you experience deep love and connection, not only with your partner, but in every area of your beautiful life. Hi, my friends. Welcome back. Today, we are talking about a fear. Like usual, we're talking about a fear, and it's something that, for the first half of my relationship, was my greatest fear. And it plagued me for a really long time. It probably was the number one thing fueling my relationship anxiety at that point. And that fear that we are going to go over is, what if I'm not a priority to him? What if I'm not his priority? What if he values other things more than he values me? And near the end of the podcast, we are going to go over if this is actually a concern that you should be working on together, or if it's mainly your relationship anxiety. It's likely a bit of both, but as you know, on this podcast, we work on ourselves because I truly do believe that we attract every circumstance that we are having and other people are really just mirroring how we are feeling inside and the thoughts that we're having inside and the emotions that we're carrying with us. So that's why I like to start with a little bit of inner work. I'll tell you a bit about myself and why this fear came up for me. So when I first started going out with Alex, he was in Germany, as most of you probably know my story by now. If you haven't heard my story, watch the first podcast episode on here. But essentially, he was in this super crazy part of his career where he just had to take whatever opportunity was given to him. And so I, you know, didn't necessarily want to go to Germany. I didn't want him to go live in Germany and for us to be in such a crazy long distance, but that was part of making his dream happen. And then he was super busy, especially because COVID was happening and he had so much going on that it was really difficult for us to visit each other. And so a lot of the time, It felt like me asking him, when can I see you? When can I see you? Can we make a visit happen here? Can we make a visit happen there? And he would have to say no. And that would be extremely hurtful because I'd be like, you care about soccer more than me. Which now that I've done so much work around that, I know it's not at all that he cared about soccer more than me. It's just that that was the season that he was in and his dreams are important to him. and so. He had to make that decision for himself. And so now I'm actually at a place where I admire him for doing that and for pushing through, even when I was giving him a hard time about it and so many of the circumstances felt impossible. He just kept on going. But it doesn't take away the fact that it was very, very hard. It was a hard chapter. And it was like, because that was my dominant belief, I'm not a priority. I would seek out everything that he did, everything that he said to confirm that belief of I'm not a priority. So 
even the smallest things like a text, if he didn't reply to my text in a certain amount of time, I would take that as, oh, I'm not a priority. Something else is more important than me. Or if he was having a hard day and he was super tired and maybe I wanted to watch a TV show, but he was too tired, I would take that as, okay, yep, there's more evidence. I'm not a priority. And that's the vicious cycle that we get into and why it's so valuable to figure out what is this belief that is driving my behavior. Because when you have a belief, your subconscious mind looks for evidence to confirm that belief everywhere you are and no matter what happens. So the classic example that people use for this is when you get a new car and all of a sudden, let's say you got like a red Mercedes, like a random example. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen a red Mercedes, but let's say you got a red Mercedes and then you're out on the street and everywhere you look, you're like, what? There's so many red Mercedes. I've never noticed them before. That's because red Mercedes is dominant in your vibration. It has a lot of momentum going. And then from a more scientific realm, it is very lodged into your subconscious mind now. And so without even having to look for them, you start noticing them everywhere. And it's not that they weren't there before. It's just that that's what your brain is looking for now. So because I kept saying to myself over and over again, I'm not a priority, or because that had already been in my subconscious mind from when I was little, which we're going to get into, that is why I kept seeing the signs everywhere I looked. And guess what, you guys? After all of that, first of all, I, I healed that belief that I'm not a priority. I completely rewired that. I worked on it a lot through deep work and now that I'm later into my relationship and Alex is in a different season of his life he has shown me time and time again that I am a priority whenever he has a chance to come visit me or to book a flight now he does it and it's been so refreshing for me to not only see that change in behavior but also to be able to take that in because if I hadn't rewired that belief I still might have not fully believed that I was a priority. I might have made up excuses like, oh, he's just less busy now. And, you know, maybe he has more money now. That's why he's booking more flights. So it's not just about getting your partner to change. It's about changing yourself first. Another thing I realized was a lot of the times when we believe we're not a priority to our partner, we'll start to have stories in our heads like, he loves his friends more than me because he's always there for them or he loves his family more than me because he talks to them so much or he cares about his career more than me because he he works on it so much and then I was able to flip it and be like wait a second all of these things that I'm condemning in him are actually things that I should be appreciating like let's say you're annoyed that your partner talks to his family so much, let's say. Don't you want somebody who is committed to family and is loyal and loves his family so much? That's an amazing quality. Or I realized, wait a minute, he talks to his friends so much and he's always there for them because he's a good friend. I'm with somebody who is a good friend. And then the classic one that I hear a lot, my partner works too much. He, he does too much work in his career. He's always busy. But that shows that you're with somebody who is motivated. 
who wants to provide for you, who has goals and passions and dreams of his own. And I thought about it and I'm like, wait a second, would I just want somebody who didn't have any direction and zero motivation? No. And you know what? Maybe this is bothering me so much because I wasn't feeling like I had a lot of direction or motivation in my own career. And so that's a whole other topic there, projection, where sometimes what we condemn in our partners actually is things that we are jealous of or things that we wish that we had more of. I could say the same thing with the friends thing. Like, I really do believe the reason it bothered me so much that he had such close friends is because at the time I didn't feel like I had any friends. And that was one of my insecurities. There's something that I shared on TikTok that helped a lot of people. And it's that if you're one of those people who is worried about not being a priority and your partner focusing on different things that aren't you, remember that it's not that your partner has this big love bank. Like I'm picturing a big like storage of gold. And he's like, okay, and I'll get to split up this gold between all of the different areas of my life. And I'll give like five to my career and two to my partner and two to my friends and two to my family. It's not like he has that one storage. It's like he has 20 different banks for every area of his life. So like he has a big pot of gold for every area of his life. He has my relationship pot. He has my career pot, my family pot, my friends pot. And so when he takes and he gives energy to all of those different areas, he's not taking away from the love he has for you or how important you are. He's just taking energy and resources out of the family pot or out of the friends pot. I hope that makes sense. It sounds so weird saying it out loud, but I can clearly visualize it. And on that TikTok, I referred to it as a love bank. So it's like he has a love bank for his family. And when he takes from that love bank, he's not taking from your love bank. It's unlimited. And going back to that side note, I really do believe that love is unlimited. It's not like a limited resource where if he loves his family so much, it means he doesn't love you as much. There's enough love to go around. Another point that I identified during this journey of mine was that your partner and you are going to go through different seasons of your life, just like we go from summer to autumn to winter to spring. Sorry, that threw me off because I don't call it autumn. I'm, I'm Canadian. I call it fall. <laughs> but there's different seasons. There's different chapters. So maybe he is in his building season right now where he is building up his career and he wants to build like a so-called castle for you to live in together, a metaphorical castle. So he's working on that and that is his main priority right now. That is okay. Something being a main priority doesn't necessarily mean that he cares about his career more than you. It just means that that is where most of his energy is going right now because this chapter is devoted to that goal. For example, right now, even with me, we're in long distance, my partner and I, and I'm working a lot on my career. I'm working on my business. I'm developing my craft even more. I'm educating myself. I'm serving my clients. And I don't have a whole lot of time for Alex right now. I talk to him maybe once a day on the phone, but it doesn't mean that I don't care about him as much or that I don't want to be with him as much. 
It's just that I'm working on my career now so that when I'm with him in the future, I will have more free time to be with him. And so just remember, if he's in a busy season right now, it doesn't mean that you're not as important or that he doesn't care about you as much or that the time that he'll have more energy to spend on you isn't going to come. For all you know, he could be so focused on his career because he wants to make a better life for you. Now that we've gone over those pointers, I want to go into how do you actually do the deep work around the sphere of what if I'm not a priority? Because a lot of the times it actually is stemming from a place in your childhood or from a place in your past where you didn't feel good enough. I know that for me, I'm not going to go too much in detail, but I realized that it was stemming from a place when I was little, when my brother was born. And he was born super early. He was super sick when he was born. And so maybe in that time, little Hannah, two years old, didn't feel like a priority. And it's not because she wasn't. It's just because kids, especially below the age of seven, don't have the ability to recognize that things aren't always personal. They take everything in as personal. So for example, if you have maybe parents that are super busy and they're not around a lot because they're at a job working to feed you, a kid's not going to recognize that. A kid might take that on as, oh, my, my parents don't want to be around me that much because they're never here. And so start to think, Is there something in your past, specifically from below the age of seven, where something happened and it showed you I'm not a priority? Maybe not through something very specific and obvious, but it could even have been the littlest of things. Or maybe you were in a past relationship where you didn't feel like you were a priority. It could be a whole bunch of things that got this sticky, annoying belief lodged into your psyche. So getting into the solution. For me, the biggest, most amazing thing that I did when I was worried about this was I asked myself this question, how do I want my partner to make me feel? And then maybe the answer will be something like, I want him to make me feel like I'm the only girl in the world and I'm so loved and I'm so amazing and I'm so beautiful and I'm fun to be around. And then I told myself, okay, now that I'm really clear, on how I want him to make me feel, maybe you journal that out, then you say, how can I make myself feel this way? Because truly, it isn't your partner's job to make you feel something. And if you have that belief, I'm not a priority, it might not even be possible for him to make you feel like you are. And so it has to start with you. I always come back to this, that people treat us the way that we see ourselves. So how can you turn the mirror around, take back control over your life instead of putting your happiness and your confidence in his hands and show yourself how amazing you are? I want to ask you this, and this is like a a major aha moment for me when I was going through this. I want to ask you, Are you making yourself a priority right now? Because how can you expect somebody else to make you a priority in their life if you're not even making yourself a priority? What desires are you neglecting? So for me, when I was stuck on this belief, I was neglecting pretty much all of my desires. The only thing I was focused on was my relationship. 
I was completely relying on the relationship to fulfill me and give me happiness. And of course, that's not going to work. So what I needed to do was I needed to work on my career. I needed to exercise, take care of myself, dress myself in a way that made me feel beautiful, start doing my makeup again. I just needed to take care of myself and do the things that made me happy. And so now, because I have worked so hard on developing myself and completing self-care and building something for myself and building a friend circle of people I really care about, I have that self-love and I have that self-belief because I really have made myself a priority. And this could be a whole podcast in and of itself, but if we're talking energetics here, a lot of people say that attraction, how a man is attracted to a woman is not what she can do for him, like making him meals and waiting on him all the time. What makes you the most attractive is taking care of yourself, developing yourself, caring about how you feel, caring about how you look, but not to impress him, caring about how you look because you want to feel beautiful for you. And so those are a whole bunch of things that you need to think about. And where can I start making myself a priority? How can I start taking care of myself better and showing that part of me that doesn't feel prioritized that she is a priority? You don't need to wait for a man to show you that you're a priority. You can show yourself. And then the deeper work also includes processing that trauma or emotion from the past. So if there was something that happened and maybe part of you still is upset where your parents made you feel like you weren't a priority or somebody in your life made you feel that way, likely there's still emotion there that's got caught in your body-mind system that needs to be released. And until it's released it's still going to keep getting poked at by your partner. And that's how we get triggers is something happens in the past, it gets stuck in our body-mind system and then keeps on coming up over and over and over again until we heal and release it. So what I like to do is breath work is absolutely amazing for clearing trauma and emotion from the body. But then just letting yourself feel in the moment When your partner does something that makes you think, wait a minute, am I not a priority? And all of those stories start coming up. You close your eyes and you sit down and you notice where on my body am I feeling this emotion? And then you put your hand over it. You acknowledge that this is stemming from something that's happened in the past. And then you just breathe with it. You don't try to get rid of it. You don't try to push it out because what you resist persists. But you just breathe and you feel and you allow it. And when you allow yourself to feel over and over and over again, and you allow yourself to cry if that's what you need, over time, it'll slowly be released. The reason that so many people hold on to emotion and trauma for so long is because they don't allow themselves that space to feel. They keep on distracting themselves with thoughts or getting upset with their partner or staying busy because they're scared of the emotion. But in reality, that's just keeping the emotion going. So let yourself feel, please. And then after you've processed it, if you still feel like you need to have a discussion with your partner, I love to just openly tell Alex what is going on in my head. What am I making this mean? Because 99% of the time, I'm making it mean something that's so much bigger than it actually is. So instead of just assuming 
his feelings and what he's thinking, you could say to him, I am telling myself that your action here, whatever it was, I'm telling myself that the fact that you can't come visit me right now means that you don't see me as a priority. That's what I'm making it mean. I know that it might just be a story, so that's why I wanted to clarify with you. Is that true? Is that how you feel? And then see what he says. And if he tells you, you know, that's not true at all, you are a priority, of course, and you still don't believe it, there you go. You have your work. It's up to you to work on that belief that I'm not a priority because truly, if it's really active in your vibration and your body-mind system, none of the reassurance that he's ever going to give you is ever going to be satisfying. And then eventually you get to a place where it's just like autopilot, where you know you're a priority and you don't even have to think about it. So now where I'm at in my relationship, if something happens, let's say you had a bad day and he forgot to call me because, you know, that we're in long distance and that's how we communicate. Let's say he fell asleep and he forgot to call me and say goodnight. Before I would have been like, oh my God, it means I'm not a priority. He doesn't care about me and maybe would have sent him like a few texts. I would have been sulky about it the next day, would have let it ruin my whole night. Now, if that were to happen, because my baseline is that belief I am a priority, I'm important, I don't automatically think that. I automatically am thinking, oh, he must have fallen asleep. He must be tired. And so it gets so much easier to give him the benefit of the doubt when your foundational beliefs are positive ones. Okay, so I've told you guys that I'm going to address, but Hannah, what if he's actually not seeing me as a priority? How can I tell if it's that or if it's just relationship anxiety telling me that he's not seeing me as a priority? And that's the hardest thing about having relationship anxiety is it makes you question yourself. And sometimes it can make you feel like you're going crazy. So that's why I started the Fearless in Love Club so that people could have a community where they're like, okay, is this relationship anxiety or is this true? Because we can do a whole bunch of work around it and we can get clarity and we can gain self-trust, but it is scary in the moment when you, you truly can't tell. If you're unsure, I would ask you, okay, first of all, is he in a busy season of his life? Is he, like my example, a soccer player and he's going to trials? Or is he building a business? Or is he just super focused on his goals right now? I would also ask you, is he showing you his love in the ways that he knows how? Because a lot of the times, I assumed that I wasn't a priority because he wasn't showing me love in ways that I can recognize, but he was showing me in the best ways that he knew how. Because sometimes it can just be that and you know what, it is hard when your partner isn't able to show love in the same way as you, but it's something that can be grown over time. So as an example, I'm a super verbal person. I'm almost like poetic. Like I could write a whole poem about why I love Alex. And he's not as good at expressing his emotions through words, but it doesn't mean that he loves me any less. And so he's gotten so much better at it over time. It's a muscle that he's been strengthening, but he's I don't think he's ever going to be as, as um, what's the word, expressive as I am. And that's okay. I've learned to accept that. So sometimes there really are those differences. But if you truly feel that he's not putting in any effort, even though you've expressed to him, hey, I don't feel like a priority because of X, Y, Z. Could you please work on that? That's when it could be a mixture. 
of relationship anxiety and a need not being met. And I know it's hard to discern. And so what I would tell you is, first of all, I'm not in the business of helping you change your partner. I'm in the business of helping you change yourself. So still do all of this work on yourself that I've mentioned in this podcast, but keep up the dialogue with him and continue having the hard conversations and notice when he really is trying his best. But anyways, that's for another episode. I am so happy I was able to dive into this topic because so many women in the Fearless and Love Club were asking me about it. And then I remembered, wait a second, this was one of my biggest fears back then. So I knew I had to devote a whole episode to it. I really hope that this has given you a newfound sense of clarity and that it's inspired you to make yourself a bigger priority because you're in a relationship, yes, but even though you're in a relationship, you should still be your number one priority. And if you do treat yourself as a priority and you never stop, that's going to really help you to not be so scared of being on your own because it's growing that self-trust of like, you know what? My partner doesn't always have the capacity to treat me as a priority, but I've always got myself. I can rely on myself. I can self-soothe. I can comfort myself. And so it'll go a long, long way. Okay. I love you guys. Have an amazing week and I will see you next week.